Welcome back to Square One from History Link. I'm your host, Rosette Royale. Join us for this episode as we explore how Pioneer Square shaped community for LGBTQ people. One thing to consider about how LGBTQ plus folks wound up in Pioneer Square is to consider why people want to gather in the first place. After all, what draws people together? What makes them want to be with each other? Well, we're social creatures, and when people gather, they form community. And community is a cornerstone of our lives. Connecting with others who share some similarity can strengthen our sense of self and bolster our spirits. And for several decades in the mid-1900s, many LGBTQ plus people found and created community in Pioneer Square. Here we are in Capitol Hill, what people assume to be the center of LGBTQ plus life. But you know, things as they appear today may not always be how things were. And so the history that we think may exist here may have actually started somewhere else in our city. What are your thoughts about Capitol Hill? I'll put it that way. One of my favorite things to do is just to like walk aimlessly around Capitol Hill. Like for me, like I'm from a really rural spot in New York and like I didn't like see a queer person until I was a freshman in college. So walking around Capitol Hill, it's just like, oh, gay, gay, gay. And it's just nice to like be in this space and just like giving someone like a nod or just like, I don't know, it's like an exhale almost. Uh, but you know, there, have you ever been to Pioneer Square? Mm, I have when I was like showing friends around. Oh, Pioneer Square, is that where the Climate Pledge Arena is? That is Queen Anne. Got it. Yeah, I haven't been. So you talked about the history here, or like feeling safe and seeing people you identify with here. Yeah. I don't but Pioneer Square was the first LGBTQ plus neighborhood Whoa. area in the city of Seattle. Cool. And the first queer space opened up in the 1930s. Wow. There. Right? So that's like almost a hundred years. Yeah, that's crazy. From today. Of course, it's easy to toss around the word community, but it takes a lot more work to stitch together a community. One way to achieve that goal is perhaps place the word community in a name. And that was certainly the case for the city's first gay community center. Somehow, basements have played a part in the LGBTQ history of Pioneer Square. Sometimes they led you down to a bathhouse, and sometimes they led you down to a community center. And so now I have Terry Lynn here, who's going to talk to me a little bit about 
this space now and this basement space then. Hi, Tara. Hi, Rosette. I just ran into you on the sidewalk. I you're know. talking about it. It's amazing, right? Isn't it fantastic? Yeah. Like you sort of like start talking about a story and the story comes to life right, I know. right before you. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, so down the underground here at 102, like you were saying, it's the first, the city's first gay community center. And what I thought really cool about that when I was reading about it was it was the first place for queer people to meet that didn't involve alcohol because it was time to be actors. And uh, yeah, so uh, they were only here for a year and then they moved to the cheaper part of town. Exactly. Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill, <laughs> right, which is funny to say know, now, right? right? Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. it's like the center, the heart of LGBTQ well, in life, but it yeah. wasn't. No. In the 50s, yeah. 60s, and 70s, yeah. right? Yeah, starting with the Garden of Allah, right? All of this down here. It was just crazy. And, uh, yeah, and the, they were here one year, but over 2,000 people came to in that first year. And then at the corner, the Fox and the Hound was a little gathering spot that they do some community activism, too. But, yeah, first place. I work here, uh, and it's super fun. Now, how did you find out that it was here? So, I am a tour guide and co-owner of a tour company, we do underground history tours. Not the big guys. We're beneath the streets. And um, a few years back, I took a tour with Julian Barr. And his work is amazing. And started getting more of the queer history. And we finally decided, let's do a queer tour. And in research, uh, found out that this was the first gay community center. The guys who founded it were amazing. They become activists in their own right. And it, it was... How does it feel to work? in a place that has that history like sort of baked into its bones. Uh, it's really cool. You know, I start my tour, we do the queer tour in the summer. So we start with our little underground, our like, primer on the underground history. We go through here and then before we go out, I talk about it. Like you were talking about basements. You know, there was a time when the queer people had to hide. But things are changing. These were activists and now we no longer have to. We can go up and now, a community center is a great place to form community. But sometimes, necessity demanded that LGBTQ plus folks in Pioneer Square find community in unique spaces, including in a bathhouse. One of the great things about cities and history is that they both have these little nooks and crannies, sort of crevices where uh, smaller histories can reside within the larger history and smaller ideas or smaller versions of the city can reside within the larger version of the city. And one of those places right here in Pioneer Square were these steps that led to the South End steam baths. And I'm joined by Tony, who has been down these steps when it was a steam baths. How are you, Tony? I'm doing well. Thank you, Rosette, for the opportunity to spend some time with you today. Oh, great. Likewise. I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so tell me, how did you wind up first visiting the steam baths? Well, I was an adventurous youth. I came here between like mid-70s to the mid-80s and when I was 15, I was siphoning gas from the cars in my neighborhood to come up to Seattle in search of community. And so I started finding community at Penny's Corner. And then we would walk down the street and come here. This was a destination for us. And what was it? What was it like? Like, what was that community like when you got here? 
Well, it was a safe space for us and for LGBTQ plus youth. We didn't have very many safe spaces, but South End Steam Baths was one of those spaces. So when we were done, done doing what we were doing up there, just roaming the streets, it was much different than, than it was now. Um, the city was different. And this was one of our destinations early morning and we would come here and sleep or, you know, hang out with one another and then, yeah, leave the next, leave that day when the sun came up. <laughs> like, what did it cost you to go there? Oh, I have no idea. I don't remember that. I, I, I think that maybe it was like a, a $7 or something or maybe, you know, because you would buy time. You would buy time and it would be like eight hours or 12 hours, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there would be a bed in there. There were showers. Yeah. And like how big of a space are we talking? You know, this is a sizable building here. Was it just like a small, you know, was it the biggest as driveway? How big was the area? Um, well, you went down these stairs and then you would go through another door and you would go down a hallway and then you would step down a couple steps to the right. And I think it was in the basement of this building and it went back quite a ways, quite a ways. It was a nice big space. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're there and I mean, I'm so curious about the idea of like a steam bath being a center of community. Well, I think it's um, representative of the community here many years ago, which was, you know, primarily a shipping and forestry, you know, trade, that type of thing. And, I, and a lot of the buildings here were single room occupancy hotels. And um, so the uh, transient uh, workers needed a place to stay. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I mean, all, also a place to clean up or rest. So depending upon length of stay, this would be a destination for them. And I think decades later, it kind of shifted to provide a different sort of space for LGBTQ plus folks, primarily gay and bisexual men. Yeah, yeah. Community, of course, is a broad, expansive concept. And inside any community, there are micro communities, uh, smaller groups of people who exist under a larger umbrella. Under the LGBTQ plus umbrella, there are black and brown and indigenous people, women, low-income people, first-generation college graduates, and more. There are also young people. But if you were a young LGBTQ person in Pioneer Square, you didn't have a lot of places to go, which is why many young people went to the 107. I'm curious about a space in the 70s that had young queer people in it. Full of young queer people. Like, I don't know what the population in there would be, maybe 150 to 200 at peak once the bars closed, but 
before then, the younger kids had free-for-all, there were 50, 60 of them, um, hanging out with friends, drag queens, and various and sundry people. Uh, In retrospect, yeah, it seems unusual, but... Yeah, it seems really unusual. Well, you know, you're at the end of the free love era in San Francisco in the early 70s, and things, things were in a lot of ways looser than they are now. Yeah. From that aspect of it, yeah. So, but Dick Murray was the, was the co-owner with his partner, and he was a member of the Queen City Business Guild, which was formed after the police payoff scandal mm -hmm. broke. And the bar owners formed a guild to sort of meet once a month up here at the Mocombo. They would meet once a month just to make sure where they were going from there with the police payoffs being done. <clears throat> and as we activists became more active in the early 70s, the communication between us and the business guild was kind of iffy. But in working here with Dick Murray, I ended up having a direct in to the business guild, which really benefited us as the, the new community center and trying to get off the ground and stuff. Um, so that was kind of cool. So there was Pioneer Square, a place where community was being built, where people came together to forge ties, to hold hands, to make friends, and to be part of a group of folks who existed together with shared identities. Community was birthed for LGBTQ people in Pioneer Square. So if you want to know more about how community was formed in Pioneer Square or the places where it happened, why don't you take a self-guided tour and you can visit historylink.tours.